No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by the one and only Electric Fish Lights, creator of one-of-a-kind amazing lighting experiences for your home. Yeah, that's right. It's an experience. Go to electricfishlights.com and check out what I'm talking about. These are lights made with a thing called IQ technology, which is 30 interlocking pieces that can be configured into 15 different shapes. And you basically tell them what you want them to build. Like what, Apple? Like a... Well, they can do all kinds of characters. They've done a lot of Pokemon stuff. They've I have a minion. Yeah, it's a minion on acid. Mel's got really a sloth. Tie-dye. The sloth. They, they also do your sports teams and things like that. And just the round configuration. You, what you need to do is go check out their site to give you ideas. And I think they like nothing more than new ideas thrown at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And originals to see if they can do it. Each, they're also made out of recycled plastic milk jug containers. That's pretty damn cool. And they come with a 12-year energy efficient safe to leave on bulb, a 12-foot cord to hang the light, and a hard 12-foot cord to hang the light. I did it again. No, that's not what you don't hang the light by the cord. You hang it with the hardware kit that comes with it. Yeah, but then it does hang hang from the cord. Yes, it does. That's true. The hardware hooks up to the cord. You did this twice. You said you were wrong last week, but you were actually right, and you did it again. Well, that's okay. I can be (laughs) right and wrong at the same time. Anywho, it does have a 12-foot cord, and it does have a hardware kit to help you hang that light. Yeah, and you can get a color-changing bulb upgrade or a bulb that has a Bluetooth speaker. So go to electricfishlights.com, put in the promo code, NSR. When you check out, you're going to get 10% off. And any NSR family member that gets the color changing bulb upgrade is going to get a free one of a kind. No Simple Road Electric Fish Lights Collaborative Print. Yeah. And that poster comes to life when that color changing bulb starts doing its due. So check it out. Electricfishlights.com. Also, this episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop Shop Tour Tour Bus. Bus. Shop Tour Bus has some of your finest Grateful Dead inspired merchandise for the lot. When yeah. you, this is the virtual lot. So when you go back to the concerts that we've been waiting for for over a year, you can wear a fantastic new hoodie, new t-shirt, some socks, bring some dope stickers with you, and they all are unique. And it's going to come to you in a hand-designed, one-of-a-kind box with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside, lots of cool extras, and some of you are going to get 
a real live bootleg, bootleg. in your order. And if Heck you want yeah. free shipping when you check out, put in the promo code No Simple Road, all one word, No Simple Road. When you check out, you're going to get free shipping, and they are going to ship that magical, mystical, merry filled joy love bomb box to you for free. Pretty cool, huh? No Simple Road and Shop Tour Bus are hooking you up, making sure that when you step onto that lot, you're looking fly AF, right? Yep. Yeah. And unique. This episode is also brought to you by the one and only Define Premium Cannabis. That's right. We have two locations in Hillsborough <laughs> and in Forest Grove in the Oregon, Portland area. Tell them all about it, Apple. Well, if you want to come on out and get yourself taken care of, we are there to tend your bud. Ooh. We are there to take care of your topical needs, vapables, da- dabables. Vapables. I mean, there, there are so many things, and one of our goals is to take our time with customers, explain the confusing world of cannabis to you to match you with your right bud, your right product, whatever you need. You come in. Tell us what's ailing you, and we'll get you pointed in the right direction. Look, man, back in the day, you used to have to call somebody, and like they would have their friend's brother go pick up your herb. It ain't like that no more. You just go out to Define in Hillsboro or Forest Grove. You ask for Apple or whatever bud tender is on duty. They hook you up. You leave there with a wonderfully packaged, beautiful premium cannabis product in your bag. You go home. Your head feels good. When you go in there, make sure you tell them you listen to No Simple Road. You're going to get 10% off your purchase and your free first visit in. You're going to get a free, free t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> so go check out Define Premium Cannabis in Hillsborough and Forest Grove. And make sure to tell them you're part of the family. Take care of yourself. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www 
www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Guess oh. what? What? Guess what? It's it's one week until live music makes its return to Horning's Hideout. Woohoo! Right. Hey, no, no simple. I just got to I just got to do it immediately. It's nine days. Oh, <laughs> well, actually, this will be coming out on Monday. Okay, so eight days. All right, so there you go. There you go, All smart right. guy. Still a correction. Eight days. Anyway, yes, yes it is. Thank you, Mel. <laughs> Check this out. Next week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yonder Mountain String Band and the infamous String Dusters are bringing live music back to Horning's Hideout. And you can win a pod add-on ticket to come with No Simple Road to the show. Yeah, you can actually come with us physically to the show and dance with us in our pod. Do you think anybody would want to do that? I don't know. I hope so, because we like all you out there. We hope you like us enough to come sweat and dance and hang out out in our pod. So check it out. This is what you do. Listen to this episode, and somewhere in the episode, there's an Easter egg, and it's pretty pretty, uh, blatant. We need to tell them what it is. We ask. No, 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 no. Yeah, we do. I said it. I said it when I asked him. So there's a question in this interview. And that's the Easter egg. And you'll know what it is when you hear it. Yeah, because he just does discuss it's an Easter egg. Yeah. And then what you're going to do is go on Instagram, make sure that you're following No Simple Road and you're following Northwest String Summit and then DM us the answer. And I'm going to put random numbers to all the people that answer in the DMs and we're going to use a random number generator and we're going to pick two of you. And those two people are going to come boogie with us at Northwest String Summit. You know what Yay. else? While you're there liking people, too, just in case you don't follow the String Dusters, you need to follow them, too. It's not part of the competition, but you should do that anyway. You, sh- you should really <laughs> be doing that because our guest this week is the one and only Chris, Chris Pandolfi, Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters wow. from outer space. You all are in for a treat. That's all I can say. There, <laughs> This was... First of all, usually what, when we do these episodes, they come out weeks, sometimes even months later. But we just got off the phone with Chris. Off a Zoom call, not off the well, phone. Well, phone now, the days is Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we just got off of a Zoom call a Zoom. with Chris. And he blew our collective NSR minds. Yeah. Even Darwin. Who normally snores blown. through every episode. I felt like he was paying attention. He was paying attention. He knew some some knowledge was being dropped. Chris had some nuggets of wisdom that you cannot attain without being somebody that pays attention to yourself. Is introspective, self reflective, introspective. Um, he, it was amazing. I don't know how it's possible for somebody to make eye contact with each one of us yes. during a conversation <laughs> on Zoom, but he, but he managed to do that. Yes, somehow. he did. Yes, he did. Thank you for saying that, babe. Because yeah. he, first of all, that's a special skill. That is a very special well, especially skill to when make he's eye looking contact. at a three shot. Yeah. That's not easy, but no. he managed to pull that off. When he talks about that, he's very obvious. Obviously, you'll hear it in here. He's very comfortable with speaking. 
and speaking in front of crowds, obviously playing music in front of crowds. You know, he very well spoken, very thoughtful. And very present. Very yeah, very engaging. It it just is amazing. I mean it's a feel good one. I like totally love the string dusters before this interview and was really stoked that the dusters and yonder were gonna be our escorts back into live music land. But after this interview it the the volume knob just got broke off. It went past ten and is broken off. I can't not freaking wait to get to these shows. This is going to be amazing. And it's exciting that two of you out there listening yeah. right now are going to get to go with us. I know. That's super exciting. I hope that we um, have these two people. I hope they're just as excited as us to see who's going to be there as we are to you know, have welcome you. you know, it's cool doing stuff like this because it gives the universe a chance to do what it does best and create connection and synchronicity in our community. And it's going to pick the exact people that need to be at that show that we need to meet, that they need to meet us. It's yep. going to be new family. That's exciting. Also, just a quick thank you and shout out to Sky for hooking this up. Sky, you have been such a fantastic supporter of No Simple Road from a very early start. And I just want to thank you for, you know, following through with this and getting these tickets out to, um, to the listeners. Family. Yeah, to the family and just for everything you've done with Northwest String Summit and No Simple Road. So thank you, Sky. Yeah, he took a chance on it. We were kind of green back in July sure 2019 when we got... Same thing as we talk in this, that that was such a special thing, Northwest String Summit, what Sky and everybody does, what everybody puts into it. And I was just going to do a reminder, episodes 111 and 112, if you want to go back and listen to those, that's the two-part summary of our Northwest String oh, Summit, yeah. where we talked to Andy Hall, also from the infamous String Dusters. And Rob Barocco, and Rain, Rain, Mullen, Rain Mullen, and Banshee Tree, Banshee Tree. Uh, Michael... What's his Fitzpatrick. last name? Fitzpatrick. Kirkpatrick. Yeah. Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick. Yeah. What an amazing thing. I yeah. mean, <clears throat> the deep fried pickle project. Oh, yeah. That was super fun. Yeah, man. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know who Sky is, Sky is the promoter of Northwest String Summit and the Pick and Party that's getting ready to go down in the next few weeks. Well, he does a lot of things, and too. He, he also does he Blue Sky with, Bar and Presents yep. and just a very... He's a heavy hitter heavy in hitter the industry. In the, yeah. And... Like Apple said, took a chance on No Simple Road very early on, allowed us to be the official podcast of Northwest String Summit. And that was a huge honor for us. Welcoming and us into their family. Yeah, we were just made part of the family, right? From the jump. And uh, we got welcomed back. But, but yeah, well, that'll happen next yeah, year, man. Yeah. It's yeah. on. And it's happening this year. Yes, so it is. This was super exciting for us. And. I really wanted to have at least one of the dusters on before we got a chance to, to go back to live music. So I'm super stoked that it was Chris and, um, Chris, man, thank you so much. If you guys don't know, Chris does a podcast also on the Osi on Osiris media Yes, he does. and it's called inside the musician's brain. And, Boy, oh boy, let me tell you, it is inside a musician's brain. The if questions you, yeah. that he asks is so thoughtful and thought-provoking. Mm -hmm. So if you have not listened to that show, you need to go check that out. It is 
super cool and it gives you a little bit more insight into why the string dusters and all their side projects that they do individually are so intense and talented and great it the people behind that music are just solid they're not salt just great musicians human beings yeah. just good people man and like people that you would want to hang out with and and know and that would make you a better person for being around them that was the um impression impression that i got from chris just talking for an hour and, and a half you know so i'm really stoked that this is what's happening this week before we go back to live music i'm so excited i, I know i like, keep saying it but well it's exciting it's very <laughs> exciting <clears throat> yeah anyway make sure that you listen for the easter egg and that you come hang out with us you can you can win you'd be a winner you're you're a winner now i mean it i mean for real you're a winner in life come win with us yeah Yeah. but um you know before we get to the interview let's uh let's go around the room here let's start with apple this week what apple yeah you're on the the spot man a is for apple i'm very excited to be here thank you everybody right on uh (laughs) um wow okay Wow. I wasn't right. Usually I'm not first. I'm, uh, the first shall well, be last, yeah, and the last shall be first. I, I don't know. This was a fast week. I mean, first off, I mean, we, we'll all touch on that. We had a, a fantastic member of the No Simple Road family uh, come visit us for the week. Um, rain came down from <laughs> The rain Flo- came the down rain from Florida. The rain came down from Florida <laughs> and blessed us with her presence and... Had a fantastic week with her, and I don't know that this week went by very quickly. Yeah, it did. It, it's like it's like the build up to go into these shows that we are all spending our time and money and planning on and everything are getting so close. The time, thankfully, I guess in a way, is going pretty quickly. It was a quick week. Had a great week at work. Uh, feeling good. Like I said, we had company, so it's been very active around here this week. Um, nothing monumental or anything. Uh, had, had, they had a great interview yesterday and another one today. Um, I just, same thing like Aaron's just looking very forward. And when you hear this interview with Chris, um, everybody's just ready to get out there and just also seeing more streams last, last week I talked about watching all the peach festival stuff Well, there's been other things happening. Watch the Dark Star show from Red Rocks. Uh, was it Red Rocks mm-hmm. that they just posted the other day? There's just so much going on, and it's 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 real. Live music it, is, it back is real. Vengeance. It is happening. Feels uh, good. People have not just one or two day. People have tours announced. Uh, we're going to tour quite a few fish. A fish tour. <laughs> <laughs> tour. Oh, that was one monumental uh, thing that we got. Oh yeah, yeah. What well, did we post those? I, I posted or, a picture of it. Okay, yeah. This, these beautiful pendants that uh, Rain's husband Doug made uh, back uh, back in two thousand. Yeah, the, he made them for um, a time capsule for the Big Cypress. Yeah, and just I don't know, just so much love, excitement going on in the air right now. And I had a great week, and this this just capped it off. This is what you're gonna hear talking to Chris. What a Mallory's kind of said it. You know, you hear me come into it, right? I was just blown away. I was speechless listening to this man talk about his dedication and 
just just the person he is and how he kind of he turned the quarantine you know used it to his advantage and you can tell came out stronger and better and i think we all did but to hear somebody else saying it helps kind of put it in perspective and this was a great way to end the week talking to chris yeah Yeah, i'll agree yeah yeah so i mean that's that's pretty much my week had a a nice nice week (laughs) it It sounds like a good week yeah how was your week baby (laughs) it was so cool to meet another member of the no simple road family i mean it's not a small thing for somebody just to take their time to send us a dm that's a big deal to me me too but for somebody to fly across the country she flew as far i mean the only thing further would have been washington right she chose us as a vacation destination yeah and to come spend her one few days off out of the year with us was very touching man and and really put into perspective what the no simple road family is and it made me think a lot too and it's funny it came up in the in the interview with chris building community and seeing people connecting through your platform and it makes me think of of buzz and and big red one and Nola and all those guys like seeing pictures of them at shows they would not know each other were it not for no simple road but now they're you know texting each other all the time and going to shows together and and that's just one instance of that and that that is a heavy fucking thing that's a it's a big deal man and so for for rain to come across the country to to stay with us was a humbling and and very sweet thing and to see the two of you having fun together and fucking partying and dancing and laughing and she's definitely a very fun person yeah. full of energy and she brought gifts for all of us like including he, darwin i was just going to say darwin is not a, a toy playing dog too much he has a, a piece of rope one rope yeah, toy that, that, he, that he loves that every once in a while he'll bring over and make he us loves it he's just not very active with it but this toy that that she brought him is his new fucking favorite thing it's his it's his every it's his precious well in the story yeah. that it's been followed like she's had it for 20 years this brand new unused toy that was supposed to be for another dog that she just happened to hold on to. And when she brought it to Darwin, it was like his all along. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like he felt the intention to, cause he did, it was his precious. Me and Ryder were out there. Like, he was like very possessive. And it's like, Oh my precious. Mm-hmm. No, you can't look at it. Don't touch it. though. <laughs> See it go away. Yeah. It's super cool. It was, and just, I can feel like okay. So when COVID started, like just before all of it went down, we had all this stuff on the books that was getting ready to happen. And there was a certain feeling to it. Like there was energy running through no simple road and, and like it, amping it, up. Yeah, and it was there it was getting ready to pop off. And when the pandemic started, it wasn't like it went away, but it went underground a little bit, like it definitely went from 11 to about three 
You know what I mean? And we had to refigure out our shit. And I can feel that knob getting turned back up. I can, it, that motion is starting to happen again. And it's, it's exciting, you know, doing giveaways and, and, um, having stuff on the calendar on the website. That's a big deal. And getting to meet more of the people that listen to the show and, getting the opportunity to share these conversations with more people is exciting to me. You know what I mean? So I'm just looking forward to what's, what's coming. There's a, a fortune from a fortune cookie in our kitchen and it's been in there forever and it's on the side of the fridge and I must have read that thing a thousand times and not paid attention to it because I saw it today for the very first time. I've seen it a thousand times, but today I, I saw it. I was like, oh, shit. And it says what's coming is better than what, what what has passed. And I was like, oh, crap. That's for real true right now. And it kind of stopped right me in my on. tracks. So I am uh, I'm excited. And, uh, you know, very excited. Yeah. We've we've said it before on the show, like Just going to a show and or having a conversation <clears throat> with the musicians makes the music deeper, makes the experience of going and seeing the live music deeper. And I am so looking forward to seeing the Dusters do their thing now. After meeting Chris and talking to him and, and seeing that look in his eye. I Let's go. Let's go burn burn it down. I'm I'm ready. So it's kind of like I said to him about like, you know, doing these interviews. Um, just being a fan of the person. Mm-hmm. So of course, the string dusters are freaking amazing, but when you break them down into their individual selves, like when we did with Andy during that Northwest String Summit um, uh, episode it really just impresses upon you how special this group of people are individually. And then the fact that they found each other and that they've been making music for this long and they've been blessing people and moving people's feet for this long. That's and hearts hearts and the community that they've created around it and what, what they're doing with it, creating that Americana um, vibes um, record Record label label in order to, use their platform to get other artists out there. It's, it's incredible what they're doing. Mm -hmm. How was your week? I'll use that word again. Incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you went, did all kinds of stuff. I had a hard week as far as physically, like endurance wise. Thank God I am healthy. I, that's all I can say. I am so grateful for my health. I am so grateful that I'm diligent with what I put into my body and how I care for myself because I don't know that I could have done all the stuff that I did with that, like, and not like totally like maybe gotten sick or, you know, um, it was a busy week at the beginning of the week was Sydney's 26th birthday, you know, 4th of July. That was a huge deal it was last Sunday. And, um, I didn't even get to talk to my baby on her birthday because she was also busy and she's celebrating and, but rain, she joined us on 4th of July. She landed and we got to go to a show 
um, at McMenamin's to see R- uh, R- Rouge and Red or Rhapsody, Rhapsody and Red. Sorry, yeah, Rhapsody 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 and we got to re-see some friends that we haven't seen in a while. And it was amazing. It was such a good time. It, the weather was beautiful. People were happy to be out. Um, I was just, it was great. And then immediately after that, we went to pick up rain from the airport. And it was so great to see her. And we'd been corresponding back and forth a lot, um, setting up our trip. And we were going camping. And so Monday after I got off work, we went camping and, you know, a camping trip is exhausting. Well, (laughs) I was going to say a camping trip is way before the trip ever happens because you got to buy the food. You got to make sure your your camping equipment is right. You got to find the camping place. It was such a good time. Like I'm talking about just good friends like you know rain and i are like we're pen pals you know she's part of the nsr family her and i get to dm each other and and um talk a little bit through text and phone calls and stuff but we've never met so meeting each other and being able to spend those two nights together was uh, did you see aliens it was amazing and yes everybody out there it's i'm fucking legit like we saw some extra terrestrial activity like all fucking night we were up at like i don't know 3:45, 4 in the morning sitting there looking up at the sky and we could not deny what the fuck was going on there was no moon it wasn't a full moon it was not no has clouds happened. there was no fucking clouds we did get clouds a little bit later in the night but when we were looking at this i've just never seen so much activity like that it be, of course we're out in the mountains so it's dark we don't have any light that's affecting it and yeah we've all seen planes fly we've seen maybe satellites here and there this was not that i don't know what it was but it was not that that is the There's definition of a ufo yes it and was flying you don't know what it was oh and yeah. it was an object <laughs> well and i had this weird thought in my mind that i don't know if i put that there but I felt like if I would have called them to us, they would have came down, oh. came down. Like I felt that there was, n- I didn't think that that wasn't something I was like expecting. That wasn't something we went out there to do, but this specific light was communicating with us. And it felt like if you call me, I'll come. And I was too scared cause I was tired. And I was like, I've had a long, <laughs> I think I if I was, if I had more right energy, now. I would have totally called them, but I was too fucking tired. <laughs> Listen, listen, Love to meet you, but I got to take it now. Yeah. First, it's been a busy week. It was probably going to be a once in a lifetime thing that I gave up on, but I was tired. <laughs> um, but so we had a really fun trip, and we went hiking, and we found matching heart rocks, and then we came home, and we had a, a day of like just chilling, and then the next day we went horseback riding. And we went to a surprise birthday party. Happy with, birthday, Cody. With another No Simple Road family. So No Simple Road families meeting other No Simple Road family. Like, it was, this week was as good as it gets I, coming out of a pandemic. I want to go back to something. You said that we saw friends at uh, Edgefield that we haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we saw Nick out there. Yes, we did. <clears throat> I would be remiss. And Jelena. Yes, 
Nick has a podcast, and the podcast is called Captain Freakout Psychedelic Radio. Ooh. And it is super fun. If you listen to No Simple Road, you should check out Captain Freakout Psychedelic yeah, Radio. He puts podcast. together like eclectic psychedelic music from back in the day with weird commercials and like old school stuff. It's really neat and creative. So you guys should check it out. Anyway, I was thinking of that when you mentioned it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, it was just such a, it was a full week full of love and blessings and gratitude. Like Aaron said, meeting family that we've created through doing no simple road is one of the biggest blessings that we get to partake in now. Mm -hmm. It really is like, I think as a parent, when you're raising your children, you have all this blessings of seeing your children grow and like meet friends and like learn how to, you know, ride a bike. And, and there's a lot of heartwarming things when you have children, young children as a parent, but our children are older and they have their own lives and Sydney lives in another state. And although I have the most amazing, fantastic, sweetheart of a grandson that I could ever have, we don't get to see him all the time, you know? So we have to fill our life with things, other things that bless us. And the No Simple Road family is such a huge blessing to us. And being able to spend time with Jess and getting to know her and being silly and having inside jokes. And I mean, there was a shit ton of synchronicities that her and I encountered musically and just throughout the week. And we will have her on the show talking about the trip in a later time. We didn't get to it while she was here. We were way too busy um, enjoying, but this week not only filled my cup, but it also deflated my (laughs) cup (laughs) just because I was filled your cup and spilled it. It was filled my cup and friggin' spilled it because I was so exhausted. But in the best possible way that you can imagine. It's like dancing your ass off at a great show and you're so fucking tired. You can't do anything else, but you're so glad you went. Come on, we're going you to the, the after party. You that permagrin. Yeah. You're just kind of like. It Ugh. was. It was a permagrin and just, you know, hugging somebody from freaking Florida that listens to the show that we never met. That's, I think sometimes because we're in the tech age of technology, we take it for granted, but that's a big deal. Somebody from God knows where listens to us at God knows what time reaches out and we make plans and now they're in our house. Well, I've heard, and this is something that happened when shows were still going on. People would DM us and say, oh, I saw you guys at such and such show, but I didn't want to come bother you. Listen. Bother us. Yeah. If, it's bother us, come bother us all day. It's it, It'll bother us more for you not to bother us. Yeah, it. That's not how we roll. <laughs> this is. I know it seems like we kind of roll pretty deep because there's three of us and stuff like that. And I, honestly, in the very beginning, I was put off a little bit, only because it was new and I. It was weird for me. I didn't know how to react. It was like two left feet. I didn't. Well, you know how to boogie now. No, well, no, I, I always know how to boogie. But what I mean is like, it, I felt, I felt exposed is what it was. It was, if we're being honest, I felt exposed. And so when people would come up to us, whatever, it, I don't know which episode they listened to. And so I don't know what they heard. And so it, it, <laughs> I felt, got? I felt like under the microscope, I've since then three years into it, I've gotten over that and I really enjoy the opportunity to meet 
people who listen to the show, mm-hmm. to meet people who listen to what we're putting out, to listen to art, our, our art craft, you know, and it's a big deal when somebody has the courage to come up and say, hey, what's up, Mel, Aaron, Apple, give me a friggin' high five, a hug, like that's a big deal. And if you're thinking twice about it, don't come, come say yeah. what's up. That, that's, that's we're fine. very approachable. Yeah. I think. Apple, you're not we're always standoffish and weird. <laughs> yeah. I just scowl mm-hmm. cross arm. Yep. <sighs> oh yeah. But yeah. So uh, to recap, my week was fantastic. Thank you so much to the whole entire NSR family seen, unseen, heard and unheard. We hope someday when we start traveling across the country that we can meet each and every one of you somewhere yeah. along the line. Totally. A hundred percent. I endorse that. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Aaron well, and I And can I just talk message. about one more weird synchronicity thing that sure. we experienced? We were at Cody's birthday party. Such a fun, perfect party. Who doesn't love tacos? Come on. Burritos, Mexican food. Like Brie just outdid herself. Cody was so happy. But then we were talking to Cody's friend and we were talking about going on the road. And unfortunately, his father just passed um, like a few weeks ago. And we were talking about getting a bus and, you know, um, going on the road and taking no simple road on the road. And he was like, well, as a matter of fact, I've got a bus that I want to sell that I want to sell that's converted into a home. That and and he goes on and on and on. The bus is from Vegas. The bus is from <laughs> Vegas, and and it was his dad's like masterpiece. And his dad was like a master carpenter and a, a prepper and a, a, Off a, the grid. a steward of the land and all this stuff. And so, when you put what you want out there, you better be ready for it. That's all I'm saying. That's why I brought this up because the synchronicities over this weekend with rain, like we would talk about music and then next thing you know, like the song would come on or we would say a sentence and then the next thing the music is talking about it in that it was just so uncanny. So if you are ready for blessings and you want them, speak them. If you're not, don't. In the beginning was and, the word. And, and well, you're going to hear this interview pretty soon. Listen to this because that's a synchronicity that came up in that where he's talking about, he's talking about athletes and stuff and how like they, certain ones you'll hear, they, they were in their own way. And what they ended up realizing is the part that was missing from them life, their lives was being a giving person, a kind person. They were too wrapped up in stuff. And that's like that, that's uh, an that's important a thing. Very Reader's Digest version. Yeah, yeah. that's totally. why I was about to read yep. it. It's well, like yeah, you're gonna, you hear, gonna this, hear it, but it's like that same thing. It's like if you're doing good, being kind to others and stuff, then you know you you get out of life what you put into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I just I really had a great trip. Thank you so much, Rain, for coming across the country and spending your one week of vacation with the No Simple with Road no family. Simple Road. That's sweet. Yeah. Yep. I want to say thanks to you. It was very, I always enjoy sharing my cannabis knowledge with somebody that really wants to partake Into and it. take it in. And, and I enjoy sharing my coffee. Oh, sessions. she was so grateful for breakfast and coffee. She was so grateful for it. She's like, I got to hang out with Aaron. I hope I wasn't bothering <laughs> no, her. Man. And her sweet little Southern voice and her sharing her experiences with her Nana that recently passed too. Like, there was just so many little nuggets of sweetness through sprinkled throughout the week that I just feel like 
I hope you guys can hear it in my voice because I want to just yeah, send it a little bit back. Out. Yeah, I hope you guys feel it. So let's do the business. And gals. And get them to the interview, shall we? Well. Yeah. Business? Yeah. We have a really amazing review. We do? We do. But go ahead and start the business. So follow us on <clears throat> all the social media platforms at No Simple Road. <clears throat> get the frog out of my throat. Perfect. Check this out. I told you at the beginning, if you missed it, we're running a competition. Uh, not a competition. A uh, giveaway for pod <laughs> tickets. Kind of competition. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. In there this episode is an Easter egg. <laughs> follow No Simple Road. Follow Northwest String Summit. Listen to this episode. DM us on Instagram, the Easter egg, and you will be entered into the drawing to come to the park. What is it called? Pick Peacock? and Park. Pick and Park with No Simple Road. See Yonder Mountain String Band that on Tuesday, the 20th. It's going to be a blast. Um, also, go to www.nosimpleroad.com and sign up for the newsletter. Get yourself some merch. Check out all the calendar of upcoming events that are up there it's been updated as of last week and you can go on there and see where we're going to be putting on our dancing shoes and oh yeah come hang out with us at one of the many shows that we have on the books right now and um yeah leave us a five-star review on apple podcast man that's how other people find out about the show yo just like this mel did so um this is from green dream why i why not? Okay. Aloha from the Another Mel. Uh, hey now, friends. Listening to you during the pandemic has helped me feel connected to the fam. Mm. Love living on the islands, but it has been isolating. Mel talking about yoga philosophy while I was going through my 200-hour yoga certification was connecting. Love you guys. Let me know when you can make it to Oahu. Uh, hui hao. Is it Y and I? Y and so, I. So whoever it is must live in Y and I. Ah, see, I'm smart. Oh, we're we on have. our way. Oh, we we we'll be there in about 10 minutes. I mean, <laughs> if you're inviting us, we're going, girl. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, um, That's what's rad about the show. It's like we're talking about our personal stuff. And yeah, I've got this whole yoga background that I talk about occasionally. But there's a lot there, you know. I mean, I'm when I'm talking, I'm, it's constantly coming from that background. Yeah, and thank you for leaving that review. That, yeah. That's super sweet, and I'm glad that we could make you feel connected. in some way help you stay connected to the fam during a really weird, funky time that's ending. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, and and you know what, of fam, too. That's just cute. Well, we we were already talking about rain. Rain just sent me a couple of pictures. She made it home. Cool. Oh, she just sent pictures of the coast of, of down by Pensacola, and she's home safe. Right on. Right on. Yeah, man. So you too could have your review read on No Simple Road. Go Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Thanks, and Mel. We'll read it on here, and then the mycelial network of No Simple Road spreads out into the universe, and you can feel good in your heart knowing that you did your part. Or if you want to take it up a notch, you can go to Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. That again, patreon.com forward slash no simple road. That is how we pay for the show. Look, you're about to listen to a really great conversation with Chris Pandolfi from the infamous string dusters. You have the ability to win tickets to a show. You are part of the no simple road family. All these things are because we do no simple road, right? Yep. But that thing in order to continue doing it costs money. So we need your help. All right. 
patreon.com forward slash no simple road is where you can go and you give like a buck or five bucks or a thousand or 10 grand or whatever. And then we can keep doing this thing that we are passionate about, that we love and that connects and all that of you. And that you love too. Yeah. So that's, that's and like that we thing. keep talking. That's what's going to help us get this on the road too. Yeah. To oh, be yeah. able to come around, go around the country and see everybody and all get a groove together. And last but not least, you know, check this out. 971-808-1524 is the hotline or the tepid line for No Simple Road. 971-808-1524. I'm sad to say that all of these shows have happened and Wait. not one of you has called in with a trip. Yeah, we haven't had a we haven't had anything no. on the tepid line for mm-hmm. a while. Maybe John, John B was last time no. a little while ago. Oh yeah, ago. John B. And I don't. Amy. I don't need you. Look, if you can't call while you're tripping, that's fine. Call me the next morning Afterwards. when you're when you're having coffee in the afterglow. Okay, call me and call us and tell us all about the show and how awesome it was. Somebody hook us up for July. That's all yeah. I gotta say. Nine seven one eight zero eight fifteen twenty four. Call in with your trip report from your latest show. Okay. Or just introduce yourself. Say, I'm I'm Larry and I live in the Smoky Mountains and I make corn husks. Yeah, pipes. Pipes out of tin cans. Corn husk Corn pipe. corn cob pipes. Yeah, I got a with corn a button cob nose. husk pipes. And okay. Anyway. Well, Larry, we know you're doing something dope in the mountains. That's there all I know. Moonshine. <laughs> moonshine. So leather mm, rope. I don't know. We love you guys. <laughs> And we're going to get you to the interview. And uh, I can't wait to see your smiling faces next week at Horning's Hideout. Yay. I um, can't wait to see your smiling faces the following week at Horning's Hideout for Green Sky Bluegrass. And uh, yeah. And all the other fun stuff we have planned. Let's do it. Let's 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 make this summer one that we never, ever forget. Because I've forgotten some summers. And uh, I don't think this one deserves to be forgotten. Nope. No, this one's full throttle. All right. We love you guys. We're going to get you the interview. So without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Chris Pandolfi.
yeah. I'm Aaron, by the way. We met real briefly at String Summit last, what, 2019? Yeah, on okay. the tweener stage for like eight seconds. I'm sure you remember it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, this is Mel, Chris. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. And then you got Apple here anchoring the, uh, the, the crew here. So awesome. <laughs> great. Great to meet you guys. Hey, you too. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, Chris. You know, yeah, of course. It's a. Uh, it's been a long time coming, you know, doing doing the Osiris thing. It just, I was like, why haven't we talked to Chris? <laughs> well, the time is now. Yeah. The time is now. We're going to get inside your brain. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> so check this out, well, man. I, I want to know how long you've been doing your podcast, because yeah. you said over the pandemic you took a break. How long had it been, or has it been? Um. Well, let's see, I'm... I'm wrapping up season two right now, so I've I've got 19 episodes out there, okay. and one more will will make uh, 20, and I I do 10 per season, and I started oh I, I was probably going for you know about a year before you know it's been about uh, two plus years so. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's been an awesome experience. I, I've loved the outlet. I've loved connecting with other musicians and just, you know, hearing all these talented people explain how they do their thing. We get to hear so much great music, but we don't get to hear a lot about the process necessarily and all the really personal elements of how art comes to be. So, you know, from a personal perspective, I've just learned a ton. That's what I was going to ask you. I mean, and, sure. And that's been a real highlight. And then just, you know, great feedback from people on, again, pulling back the curtain and learning more about what goes into not just the music, but a life in music, you know, and all the all the different elements of balancing, you know, personal life and touring and recording and all these things. There, There's just so much that goes into it. So it, it's been really interesting you know, just for me, but also to share all that stuff with the world. It's been great. What made you decide on seasons for the podcast? Well, <laughs> I think, you know, I started out and like anything, uh, the learning curve was pretty steep. And when yeah. I when I started mm -hmm. out, you know, I, I had a studio. I have a studio here at my house in Denver. And so I knew I was sort of ahead of the game on the engineering side of things. But figuring out exactly how I wanted these episodes to go and what I wanted everything to sound like took me a minute. And, you know, I do an intro to every episode and mm -hmm. those intros range from, you know, 10 to 15 minutes long and they can be a ton of work. And I've had more than a couple of times where I've done the whole intro and then I listen through and I'm like, this is crap. I got to do this. Again. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> and so, so you're you know, scrutinizing. I, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm learning. I'm learning how to be more efficient. I think I'm learning what makes a good intro. And then I'm doing a lot of the production stuff myself. So as that first season was grinding along, as much as I was loving it, it was really time consuming. And balancing that with our tour schedule was difficult. Mm -hmm. So when I came to episode 10, it seemed like a good and natural time to take a break, kind of air things out and come back to it with some new perspective. So I don't necessarily know how long this break is going to last. Obviously, we are getting back to touring now, which is exciting. But again, time consuming. And 
consuming of a lot of energy too, you know, mm-hmm. preparing for tour and decompressing from tour. So I'm trying to balance all those things and I'm not exactly sure when I'll come back, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, you know, I'm, it's amazing even to say, you know, 20 episodes so far because as you guys know, thank you. Yeah. A lot of work goes into it and I really want things to be cool and unique and, and share my thoughts and also bring out the best from all the guests and all that stuff just just takes a lot of work so it's good to have a pause like i say kind of reset and see where things see where things are and then come back to it when i feel ready yeah i mean the the whole like um seasons thing i when we started doing this i didn't even know that that was an option (laughs) so we just like kept going and yeah it's never stopped and i know what you mean It, it at times i guess it would have been really cool to have a a moment to breathe but you know <laughs> and in your in your latest episode you talk about that um like with matt with um molly tuttle, molly tuttle about yeah. like pausing and taking some time out and that was a that's thanks for saying that it's poignant it's very poignant because we're also used to going no matter what your occupation is you're just used to doing you're not very used to stopping yeah and you're not very used to like going inside you know and so exactly. that right there i just um you know i guess on a on the piggyback question like what makes a good opening for you like what what makes a good intro well the intros go a lot of different ways i talk about everything from the history of bluegrass and acoustic music to the importance of different bands and festivals to things that touch more on you know like i guess a spiritual practice and performance i love getting into how to stay at the top of your game over many years and of course that is basically impossible we just yeah. do our best at it as as we possibly can so yeah. how to strive for success i guess is a better way to say that and musicians have so many thoughts on that what makes good practice what makes good art how to hone your craft and again how to strive for greatness as much as you possibly can over a long period of time so you know i try to tap into whatever's going on now and so again like a one example is when we did that amazing jeff austin tribute here in denver what the night brings you know, I had an episode coming out a week or so after that, and it was a really obvious thing to cover because, as yeah. I said in that episode, I can't remember which one it, it is, but you know, that was the biggest night in bluegrass music that I had ever been a part of. Mm. And wow. more important current bands on one stage, and then, of course, you roll in a, the celebration of Jeff's life and the humongous impact that he and the Yonder Mountain String Band have had on the exponential growth of bluegrass which now of course we see on incredible full display mm-hmm. everywhere yeah. right. everywhere and and so so you know it's a mix of those things i try to stay current i try to talk about what's going on the uh, i've got the the upcoming episode that's all about the telluride bluegrass festival that was actually taped live at telluride and yeah. i've got also a short interview with craig ferguson who is the promoter and sort of the mastermind so it's a wide variety of things. I try to keep a running list of topics that I think are interesting. And then 
like everything, I'm just great at procrastinating. And so hey, I, me too. <laughs> so, so, you know, it comes down to crunch time, but actually I think not only with my podcast, but with art and the things that we're doing and that we care about in general, you know, it is important to tap into the moment and we can't necessarily plan everything ahead of time. So yeah. there's a balance there and, and I try not to shy away from it too much. I try not for things to be too pre-planned. I like to sort of talk about what's going on yeah. now. Right. If it, that makes it sense. Totally makes sense. I, I want to ask you about something that you said, you know, bluegrass music being out, the cat's out of the bag, you know, and it's it's everywhere right now. And being in a band like the one that you're in, do you feel a new sense of pressure to perform at a different level because it's so out in front now? Does that change the game for you? Well, I wouldn't say that that aspect of things has changed. I mean, that's part of a career in performance and music that you're always trying to figure out. You know, I always right. tell people it's one thing to play music, it's a whole other thing to be a performer. And that arc begins when you commit to a life in music and it's something that you're always working on. You know, I, I feel like we've had moments of our career all along the way where I had that feeling like I need to be good tonight. You know, I need to perform well. And of course that never helps. Right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it, it's just one part of that journey, learning that balance of, you know, your ego does you a lot of good insofar as it's the thing that drives you. But then ultimately, you know, detaching from that and realizing that it's it's not about you. It's not about right or wrong. It's just all about committing to that moment and doing your absolute best and getting in the zone and trying to connect with that crowd and be as present as you possibly can. So that's something I feel like wow. I've been working on from the very beginning and will always be a work in progress. But no, I just think it's an amazing opportunity right now, you know, and and I think that, yes, you know, we certainly feel to some extent like, OK, there, there's this opportunity at hand. Let's take advantage of it. But, you know, we've been out there doing it for 15 or so years. Mm -hmm. So I think that preparation and I talk a lot about this in, in, in a few different intros, you know, preparation is the thing that leads to confidence and people ask about performance and you know it's not some miracle when you show up at the concert you're not hoping for the muse to suddenly pay you a visit that night I think you're just trying to rely on the hard work that you've done and I think that a great practice regimen includes essentially meditating with music and trying not just to play things right or learn new things, but rather trying to simulate the zone that you're trying to get into on stage. And if you can oh, do that wow. in your practice sessions, then you know you can access that much more easily when it comes time to play. So, you know, I feel ready for this moment with, with my bandmates, and I think that ultimately it's just a really great opportunity. And I think that the music speaks for itself. There's so much great bluegrass and acoustic music out there and it's reaching a lot of ears and we're, you know, making a lot of new fans and having access to all these new people. And it's just, it's an awesome thing to be a part of. You, you brought something up that I want to talk about a little bit, man, is the, the spiritual aspect of, of doing what you do. You know, like if you, 
if you look at pop culture or like pop music, I that wouldn't be the first thing that strikes me is the spiritual side of that music. That's just not what it seems from the outside. But with jam band music and and bluegrass and Americana, there is a very intense spiritual component that goes along with it. And not just for the musicians, but for the fans. Um, and I wonder what your take on that is, why that's a thing that, that you know, music is a universal thing. Genre is a thing that's made by corporations and record labels to sell records. Music is music. It's people playing. But why do you think that it is that this subset of music has such a strong spiritual component and the people involved are such deep thinkers? Yeah, I think bluegrass and acoustic music is a really powerful art form for several for several reasons i think one is there's a lot of history and there are lots of themes subject matter in the songs that really touch a lot of people i also think that the sound of the music and the organic nature of bluegrass is really a big part of it and i think when people discover the music they not only discover their favorite bands or their favorite songs they also discover that there's something much bigger going on mm -hmm. underneath this music and that's the oral tradition that carries the style on at festivals and it is truly the coolest thing about bluegrass I mean when I was learning the music it was just all about going to festivals and when I was going to these festivals I was more excited about staying up all night and jamming than I was about going to see bands on the stage. And I remember thinking to myself, why this is the coolest thing I've ever experienced. Why isn't everyone in the world at this event right now, you know, <laughs> lug lugging their banjo up and down this hill to play music? I mean, with complete strangers and, you know, another example, when the Dusters were on tour in Europe and we were sort of going further east in Europe where the language barrier gets more pronounced and then we played a festival in Bratislava and I stayed up all night until the sun came up playing music with a group of five or six other players who didn't speak a word of English and it was a I mean it was a life-changing experience you know it was a really deep connection made and that is indicative of this oral tradition that is behind this music. And there's something really, really powerful there. And I think I think it really shines through in what you hear on stage, what you hear on albums, what you hear from any of these bands, because we have all experienced the absolute same thing, which is learning from our peers, learning from our elders, and connecting to this music, not just because we love it, but because it's this amazing living organism that touches so many people. And whether or not you go to bluegrass festivals, that element bleeds into the music and I think ultimately becomes a huge part of why it's capturing so many people's imaginations mm. right now. Northwest String Summit 2019 was our first like introduction, introduction to, to like a bluegrass festival. Yeah. And it changed the game. For, for all three of us individually and as a group. Like it, what you were talking about, like grabbing your instrument and playing, I had never seen that before. Just the musicians kind of like, hey, you going to be at the stage later? Like, do I, that was just, it blew my mind because clearly they're not in the same band. They're just meeting each other. Hey, nice to meet you. And the, I can't imagine the stuff that will come out of that. Like you said, it was a life-changing event. It was life-changing to see what was going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and it not. happens. It happens in the crowd, and yes. it happens on stage, and you see this collaboration. And I mean, we all know the experience of meeting someone new and establishing a connection. You know, no matter how fleeting that introduction or meeting, maybe that person you never see them again. Maybe that person becomes a close friend. Right. But you know, when you share energy with someone, well, when you add music into that, I mean, it takes it to a whole other wow. level and when you play with people for the first time and then take it even deeper when you play their music or your music together that you've written i mean oh, you're going wow. layer you're, you're going layers deeper into the, the way that i think that we can connect as humans and you know a great example of that we have this gig that we do out here in denver called the bluegrass generals and we've been doing it for We've had probably six or seven installments and Andy Hall from the String Dusters and I, we bring together a lineup of musicians from our scene. So, you know, we've had Billy Strings, we've had Paul Hoffman and Mike Duvall from Green Sky, we've had Mimi from Fruition, the String Cheese guys, and Larry Keel, Sam Bush, Sam Grisman. I mean, great, great players from our scene, young and old, and we get together and we learn each other's songs and we play, you know, so the, the last one we had Billy Strings, Mimi and Deval. So we played Green Sky songs, Billy Strings songs, <laughs> Fruition songs and String Duster songs. And the connection, I mean, it's just something that I really, really look forward to. And the, you know, the, the part that you see on stage is amazing, but we hang out and rehearsing it to learn all this music, which is equally as amazing for us. So. You know, I think what you guys are describing at String Summit, it's the exact same thing I'm talking about. It's just the organic nature of this music, the yeah. way that it lends itself to collaboration and sharing a really big piece of ourselves. And the result, again, I think is what really shines through in the music and is a big part of why it's connecting with so many people. So our our last concert before the pandemic was Unfreeze McGee and, and Andy Frasco here in Portland at, at the crystal ballroom nice and we haven't seen any live music you guys are our first show back in next week eight to nine days <laughs> all right that's and, a good uh, that's a good way to start yeah man and you know i was thinking about it the other night and i was like you know after the experience of of coming home to northwest string summit and that feeling of family that we felt there the connection with the music and the people and that Horning's the land there, that place is just magic, that there couldn't be a better usher. I think I said this to you in the DM. There couldn't be a better usher back into that thing than you guys for us because of that. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, a, it's a very peculiar thing, man, because... I've been going to shows for 30 plus years. I've been running all over the place and, and seeing all kinds of stuff. And really, man, like the, I can count on one hand, the shows that I've gone to that have left a lasting, like that rung my bell. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like my first Grateful Dead show, first time I saw fish at the gorge and seeing Northwest string summit, seeing you guys. And it, it's a, it's really powerful. And, and we were talking with Vince Herman yesterday and, uh, I was telling him like, you know, I knew that this thing, 
I've always had a reverence for it. I've always felt like it was one of the most special things in life was being able to go experience live music. But having it taken away and not being able to do it really impressed on me the the gravity of it. Yeah. How how really important it is for my soul and my longevity on the planet. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Just yeah, absolutely. all of it. Now I'm wondering like how the experience of going through the pandemic changed how you view what you do or if it did. Well, I'll never take a moment on stage for granted ever again. And it's not that I think that I did that before all of this went down, but just like anything in life, you know, we, we do get a little complacent and, and mm -hmm. life throws a lot of things at us and, you know, we're all just trying to survive out there. And when you play a hundred shows a year, you know, which is the the format of music career that that we sort of inherited and uh, you know something that I think this last year has given us a chance to examine and maybe think a little bit more deeply about and that's kind of a whole other topic but in terms of you know an appreciation for what we do uh, yeah like I said you know getting on stage now um, even though I, I have felt a little bit you know to be totally honest just kind of rusty because of that that element of you know like i said earlier playing music is one thing but performing is a whole other thing and when you're just completely in the flow with that you know you've got a show coming up and you're 20 minutes from hitting the stage in front of a thousand people but you did it the night before and you did it the night before that and so right. it's just kind of old hat and you, you get really into a groove the groove that leads you to a great performance and there's a lot of upkeep on that and I'm looking forward to you know when we leave here for our, our next batch of shows that the schedule looks pretty pretty similar to a regular year through the end of this year so it's go time now and I have no doubt that you know we'll we'll really get in our flow and I think that we've already had some shows that have felt like that but you know this this past year was just so challenging on all fronts and as much as I missed getting on stage and doing our thing and bringing joy to people having that that necessity to be ready all the time that preparation that edge that comes on the performance side of things going that going away that was what really was a challenge for me and I even had you know a pretty long period of a few months last year where it was it was hard to really get up and feel like I was digging as deeply into music as I am used to because that performance wasn't right around the corner. And, you know, I, I really put a lot of time and energy into my solo record, Trans Banjo, that came out, and that was a godsend. But not having performances right around the corner, not having that need to stay sharp that was really sort of the the secret challenge the unspoken challenge of this past year for me and I, I became aware of it as you know I was really trying to we had our drive-in show last fall and I was like all right time to get ready to prepare for a show again and just observing the way that that whole part of my consciousness had sort of slid away just because you know that pressure comes out of necessity I don't if I don't have a show the next week, you know, I can I can take my foot off the gas and I can pull weeds in my garden and not yeah. Wor yeah. not worry about 
you know, wasting time or being sharp or showing up and really delivering a performance that I feel like is worthy of these people paying money for tickets. And so I missed getting on stage, but I, I tell people even more than that is I missed the pressure of having to wow. be sharp Whoa. and be ready to perform and, you know, live up to the standard that my bandmates present because that is such a a great motivator. You know, when you show up for a string duster show, you got to be ready to rock yeah. <laughs> yes. or, or else watch out, you know. And so seeing those things go away, wow, that was really as profound as any kind of loss of this past year. So I'm happy to be back on stage. But most of all, I'm happy to have a reason to get in top form on my instrument. And I've really been practicing and playing a ton and getting ready for that. And it just feels, it feels great. Wow. Do you thrive on that pressure? Like on pressure period? Like, are you like thrill seeking in any kind of way aside from the stage? Well, I think you have to thrive on that pressure to some extent because if you don't then you know you're in for a long haul get nervous every time anxiety. yeah and and i you'd be amazed you know we all balance some measure of nervousness and as we okay. all know nervousness and uh, you know the pressure to perform well you can harness that and make it work Sure. in your favor and I think that I don't know that I necessarily you know really thrive on the pressure alone but the challenge of figuring that piece of the puzzle out yeah is an amazing piece of the equation for me and something that I really do embrace because if I can figure that out I can figure anything out because yeah, that that's a really challenging thing to get dialed in. And I think some people are much more natural at it than others. I know for me, I've gone through arcs of my career because, you know, our music world is intense and there are virtuosos everywhere. And if you're not careful and you think too much, you know, you can fall very easily into this trap of feeling like, okay, I need to sound good tonight. And that will immediately take you away from what you need to be tuning into, mm -hmm. which is all I need to do tonight is to be present with my bandmates, present with the audience and present with the music. And if I'm right here in that moment and I'm not worried about how people are perceiving what I'm doing, I'm not worried about whatever big show is coming up next week. That's what leads to a great performance. And the metric that I try to judge myself by is not whether things are right or wrong and not even whether I played well or not. It's all about am I present and am I committed to this performance and the people in the room? And that's when things translate. That's when you make a statement that will make an impact on people because they don't scrutinize what I do 0.1% as mm -mm. much as I scrutinize what I do. And that is an important piece of getting to the level that I want to be at. But when it's time to perform, a whole other thing comes into play. And to thrive in that environment, I think you do need to embrace that challenge. And again, it's 
it's the great challenge of my life. I mean, we've all been through hard things, myself included, but this is something that is omnipresent. And I think if you don't feel like you want to step up and embrace that challenge and, you know, really thrive as much as you possibly can under that pressure, then this might not be for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can even apply that wow. to, to podcasting in a, in a weird kind of a way, man, because like, you know, for us, we're not musicians and, and we're speaking to people that have had an effect on our lives. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and that we've looked up to and yeah. there's a nervousness in that just in it by itself, one human being to another human being, but being able to embrace that nervousness. And I guess it, maybe it's like having the ability to be comfortable being uncomfortable and use that energy to create something greater than the sum of its parts. That's the trick of it. I agree. And I think podcasting, Hey, actually, you guys, I'm going to grab my computer charger. I'm about out of juice. And then do I'll come thing, back man. and do you think. come back and do the podcasting question. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment about podcasting. And actually, I think it's almost the exact same thing. What makes a great interview? Being present with your guest. Yes. You know, and preparation. For me, the best way that I can prepare for my interviews is by listening to a ton of my guests' music. Yes. And, you know, I'll read up on press releases and oftentimes... I'll be communicating with their publicists leading up to the show and learning about what's new. I learn 10 times more by, by listening to their music. And also that element of the preparation leads so clearly into great and interesting and deep conversations that connect me much more readily with the things that are important to this artist than reading a press release does. So the, <laughs> yeah. the the preparation is important, but you know, I love doing podcast interviews for the exact same reason that I love performing because it forces you into the moment. And if you mm -hmm. don't embrace that reality of it, then you know, I I'm not sure I'm not sure why you're doing it. And you guys know, you know, here here we are sitting and talking about you know, what's current, what's relevant, and it's a conversation. It's not about pushing it in a direction that you had in mind before this conversation started. It's about no. going with the flow and being in the moment and reacting to what's there and thinking on your feet and being present. And those are the things that make a great performance. And those are the things that make a great interview too. So I, ironically, you know, for me, one thing I think that you know, comes easily to me is speaking and speaking in front of people. That's something that I've always been really comfortable with. And, you know, I know musicians who are much more comfortable than I am, you know, in a natural sort of state getting up in front of people, but to talk and give an interview could be really challenging for them. So we all have our different strengths and right. weaknesses, but 
even for me, as comfortable as I am talking about things and expressing what I believe about things and kind of thinking on my feet, the podcast has been a challenge. And there have been interviews where, you know, I'm sure you guys can relate. You know, I'm sort of thinking on the fly, like, how dig, how deeply do I want to dig into this yeah. next thing? Yeah. And yeah. Without being rude or, or too pushy or, you yeah. know, like respecting people's Exactly, space. exactly. And when someone, you know, I, I did a two-part interview with O'Teal Burbridge, who is a good friend of mine. You know, we've got to spend a lot of time together and play music together. That's a deep cat right there. He's yeah. been through a lot of crazy stuff, and he's also about as prodigious and talented a musician that you'll ever hear, but he's also as present in the music as anyone you'll ever hear. And I remember leading into that interview, I was like, all right, I'm going to figure out how this guy does this magic stuff, you know, and, <laughs> and, and I'm going to, I want to, I want to get in there. And, and it, it blew my mind where that conversation went. I mean, some really, really heavy stuff. And of course it was no surprise to hear that behind all this talent and all this expression and all this beautiful music are all these crazy life experiences and all of this embracing of you know, processing these things and understanding these things and being real with himself. And, and those are the aspects of the journey that I think let a guy like O'Teal harness all that talent and all that expression and let it come out. It doesn't happen by accident. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people always ask, and this, this applies to anything, this applies to music or whatever it is that we're working on that we want to be good at. It's really all about practice and repetition. You know, the more that we can, the more that we can embrace the challenge and know that, again, hard work and preparation leads to confidence, the more we can unlock what's really inside of us and I think make the deepest statement that we can. You, you hit the nail on the head, man. I It's, it's a funny thing, too, because, you know, we we were just talking about coming out of the pandemic and the way that we see things. And, and one of the challenges, at least for me going through it was like, I had to reevaluate my whole identity. I had my identity wrapped up in a lot of outside things that were taken away. Yep. And then I was just left with like, what, what was sitting in front right here? You know what I mean? And, having to, there was a lot of grief involved in that. There was some grieving and, and frustration and all the stuff that goes along with that. But yeah. coming out of it is, is exactly what you're talking about. Being able to integrate and process those experiences and figure out what was real in the first place and getting back to, to a foundation that can stand the test of time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Well said and, and even even more so well observed because I think that's a thing that is hard to observe about ourselves, and that's literally the exact same thing that I was describing with music. What I figured out was that my identity was way too wrapped up in how I felt like I was performing and that's the oh, trap. Wow. That's the trap that you can't fall into. And, you know, if you look at or read anything that relates to performance. And there are so many analogies, like for example, between sports and music, you know, how do great performers stay at a high level for, for a long time? And the, the, the more advanced you get at something, 
the more mental it gets. You know, mm. they there are so many people who can play banjo or any other instrument at a level that you would consider professional or something that you you know you'd want to put on stage. But do they want to take on that mental side of things and do they want to embrace that part of the journey? That part is not for everyone and when you do go down that road, a lot of times what happens is in part what happened to me, which is I I was on this never ending kind of hamster wheel of performing and evaluating myself. And along the way, you know, to some extent fell into that trap of thinking that my identity, myself was always a reflection of how well I played. And this was the big realization for me was that that's not true. And it takes you away from speaking from your natural intuitive voice. And one great example in terms of this performance analogy between athletics and music is, what do they always say about people who perform at a really high level in sports for a long time? They say that when they do mess up, when they do make a mistake, they're a master at putting it behind them immediately. And that's because they don't tie it to their identity. And oh, when you wow. perform yeah. and, when you, and when you go to play a show, and you feel like you didn't play well, and then you kind of hating yourself for the next day. Well, you're building this pathway inside yourself that links your identity with your music. And that's taking you away from all the essential things, not the least of which is this element of presence in a performance, because that presence doesn't rely on how you did yesterday, doesn't rely on how you think that you're gonna do tomorrow. It just relies on a commitment to the moment. And that commitment is gonna be hindered if you are building these pathways of perception that link who I am to how I perform. So these are huge lessons from this last year and a half that are really dawning on me in, a, in an amazing way. And I think, you know, I would, I would call them silver linings. And right. exactly to your point, you know, you, I think a lot of people had a chance to realize, oh, wow, this way that I was perceiving myself was so tied up in all the things that I was doing with my life, that became my identity. But is it really your identity? And now we have a chance to actually take stock of, of that question and figure out a little bit more deeply, who am I and, and, and what, what makes me feel the way that I do? And I, I realized that that whole connection was because I was falling into that trap and too regularly. And, and this isn't just on the negative side. You know, this isn't just like, I, I think that I suck because I didn't play well last night. I mean, if, you, if your ego is soaring because you rely on being on that stage every night and that's what makes you feel great, well, that's a trap too. And, oh, wow. yeah, and, yeah. and that's not, <laughs> you know, that's not going to connect you I mean that might wow people but that's not going to connect you to the audience and I don't think that's going to lead to that nourishing you know sense of self that we need to develop to really keep us happy and healthy over the long term and stay away from stress and all these things that can lead to ill health because you're not going to be on that stage all the time and you can't rely on those people to either pick you up or for that uh, you know, sort of perception of the way things are going to bring you down. You have to figure out that you are you. And what happened last night doesn't matter. And the anticipation of what's going on, you know, tomorrow doesn't matter. It's all about being committed to that moment. And how do we learn those lessons? Well, this last year, 
totally sucked. But <laughs> if there's yeah. something good to come out of it, you know, it, it gave us a chance. It gave me a chance to see some of these things a lot more clearly. Does that mean that I have them all figured out? No. But does it mean <laughs> that I'm now on the path to practicing what will get me in a groove and start taking me on the right track? And again, I don't care. It, it, is that going to make me a great musician tomorrow? Doesn't matter. It's just going to hopefully make me a more settled human being because, you know, I, for every hour that I'm on the stage, there's, you know, 23 or 48 or whatever that I'm not on the stage. So it's not just about how you perceive yourself and how you did. We have to find a more healthy way to connect with who we are. And I think if you can start moving down that path, it'll lead to everything good, you know, just being more happy, more content, more peaceful, and ultimately better performances too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, go ahead, Apple. I, I was just going to say, I, I'm almost like tearing up I know, over me here. Too. I like that Mel, too. Me and Mel, I did got to say thank you. I'm so glad we're having this. Well, I haven't said a word yet, but <laughs> this is, I mean, we, we knew, we, I mean, we were looking very forward to talking to you. And oh, this thanks, just reminds guys. me, talking to you are obviously a very well-spoken, very thoughtful person that does a lot of different things. And this reminds me, uh, going back to the beginning, this is what we were talking about, where, you know, we we just came to Bluegrass, you know, where we, we've listened to it here and there because it was in the dead and stuff like that. But when we discovered String Summit and uh, we got a, we came there, you know, we were Bluegrass fans and we left there like part of the community. The, the community that is created within the Bluegrass, like we, we had the pleasure of speaking to Andy Hall. Mm, yeah. We had an interview with him there. Uh, it was before your guys' performance. And and that was that really made an impression. Because remember, we were sitting in camp. Oh, it was incredible. We, we were supposed to go meet him, and it was kind of like seeing how you guys, you know, it not just is on the stage; it's everywhere. It was off the stage. Andy came and found our camp. We had a hard time finding <laughs> our camp in the middle of all that. He tracked us down because he was ready a little early, and he wanted to take a walk. And he came and found us, and we sat in our camp and did just this amazing interview with him. Same thing was so thoughtful, so gracious. It just like blew our minds because we kind of grew up, you know, like a lot of us with, you know, rock and roll and all the, you know, rock and roll rap, all that. That That's more of like a character that's on stage. You don't get yeah. to see that off stage. Yeah. And what's off stage is different. The The thing about like you guys and Yonder and everything, it, it's like Americana. It, it's home. That place felt like home. I yes. remember everybody saying, yeah. even the musicians we were hanging out, we hung around with a bunch of uh, banshee trees, some smaller bands mm -hmm. like from Colorado that came down. They became like our best friends, especially those guys. They, yeah. they hung out in our camp and played music. We interviewed them several times over yeah. the weekend. And we were over there by that honey dome, that side thing, that's mm -hmm. where our camp was. And I was never, like you said, it, it gave me goosebumps when you said it earlier, I never wanted to stay. I wanted to stay up for 72 hours, but it's almost humanly impossible. You don't want to miss anything well. because every, well, I came close to it. I didn't shower for four days and I was probably up for about 50 hours before I had to sleep, but I didn't want to miss it because there was that thing. We heard everybody talking from all the different bands. It's like, oh, I'm going over here to so-and-so's camp or they're getting ready to do this. And it was just, it was such a community and it was so safe too. There's so many kids running around. It's such a family affair. Yeah, they've and created a very special thing at String Summit. And I've talked about this on my podcast. When we were starting out, 
you know, Yonder was really the only game in town. This scene did not exist, and there was no string summit yet. You know, there there was Telluride Bluegrass Festival, and then there were like the more sort of like dyed and the wool bluegrass festivals. Well, now thanks to bands like Yonder, and of course Salmon and Cheese and 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 the the bands that set the table for us doing what we do there is a scene that is thriving like never before and that's not just a community of bands now it's extended to this amazing roster of events where 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 a guy can go up and you know not shower for four days stay up 50 hours straight make all new best (laughs) friends you know yep i mean these are these are typical stories from these events because i think people feel exactly what what you felt which is i don't want to miss anything you know there's just yeah. ma- magic going on it's not just like this set of bands and okay who's on next who's on next it's like what's gonna because there's always collaboration and not just some collaboration i mean there's a ton of collaboration and so what moments are going to occur at this event that aren't going to occur anywhere else well when we were starting out there there weren't all these amazing events and this community was not nearly as consolidated as it is now and it's really a beautiful thing to see um you know a career in music is not only about creating great art and leaving hopefully a legacy of something original behind but i think the most amazing thing is seeing the community that forms independently around your music and I can't think of a lot of things more touching than when I see people who connected through our band starting yeah. relationships, help yes. helping each other out, becoming um, you know an irreplaceable part of each other's lives. I mean, that's a really really heavy thing, and I just get chills even just talking about yeah. it. You know, it's like <laughs> making great music and throwing down on stage like that that's a big part of it and that's awesome and that's what we do and we bring a lot of smiles to a lot of people's faces but when that event is over those relationships carry on and those people becoming a big part of each other's lives wow that's a heavy thing to see and now at this point 15 years in you know we have an incredible incredible fan base of people who are just positive they love the music they're in it for the right reasons and now they've just become huge part of each other's lives and i can't think of anything that's more profound when i survey the landscape of what this career has looked like than that particular element and at a place like string summit that's that's just going to be on full display you know those people those people are really excited to go back and see those bands but they are every bit as excited to go see each other and that's yes. and that's a huge part of what the energy is about and you know we're i'm just grateful you know underneath all of these things that i'm talking about of course is gratitude and gratitude and 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 feeling that for these different components of the career again seeing seeing communities form and seeing how excited people are to see each other and you know a great moment on stage we've all had it many times is and, and you're especially having it now that people haven't seen each other for so long. You're up there and you see two people have this reunion. 
they haven't seen each other now could be years you know and you see them and one person taps the other person on the back and then boom this hug for the ages ensues i mean mm. i mean what what better thing to observe on stage you know this incredible moment that releases all this really positive energy and you're a part of that and you're transmuting that energy back out that's right and you're yeah. you're observing that and that that comes into you and it's just this big sort of cycle of of energy and connection and just so grateful to be a part of that you know that like i said that without then but wasn't really on display in the early part of our career like it is now but now you know, you've got all these amazing events and this amazing community of fans and a really beautiful thing is is underway yeah well, and and it's lasting we're talking about something from 2019 and we're still getting goosebumps talking about it and i rem- recall what um, apple was talking about when we spoke with andy like when he left the camp we just had the big jaw drop moment like did that just fucking happen he just walked up the sweetest demeanor and so thoughtful professional. and professional and and andy's a presence too when yeah. he walked up it's like damn that's a handsome man and he's like, the way he looks and carries himself we're just like yeah holy shit and dude so, so to be part of it in any kind of way is such a blessing yeah it is such a blessing yeah. that we were able to be at that festival be a part of it like that and then like you said see the connections that have been happening for years like it was the 19th i think right 18th or 19th string summit yeah so like you were saying people are coming back tapping each other on the shoulder hey maybe they're coming from across the country and that just to me it just it sums up how important the music is because that's the literal reason why we're all there it wasn't like a picnic that's it wasn't a family reunion the music all brought us there and so just to what you were saying like it's great that that's like the side you know that happens the 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 connection and everything but the music is so important and for you guys to you just said so many amazing things like as far as like the practice and the repetition like i think we all know that but maybe you know our, our our younger punk selves are like i don't want to practice i don't want to do but as you <laughs> grow up and evolve and you realize what hard work really is it's not hard work it's passion and it's it's fueling your what you're putting out and so i just i i mean we're not done yet but i just want to thank you for being on the show like it's such a great to to hear to hear what's going on from your perspective the fact that you also do a podcast and that you've been part of the pandemic. So there's a lot of um, crossover in our lives, even though we aren't musicians. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful to your what you're saying, because it's really helping me um, sift out a lot of things that happened to me during the pandemic as well. And and just kind of clear things up, you yeah. know, this simulate the zone you want to be in when you go on stage. That is that's incredible that's incredible like i know it's just a a group of words but it just makes me think in a certain way it's just like opened up my eyes you know and whatever you're doing yeah whatever you're doing on on your back end that's to fuel you keep fucking doing it i wanted to ask him that (laughs) seriously like i'm inspired i'm i'm highly inspired that's awesome thank you for saying that and i'll tell i'll I'll share with you really quick my a little phrase that I came up with that I love and 
you know, one, one thing that I do to try to progress as a musician and, and I think as a human being in general is I keep a journal and I realized probably four or five years ago in my quest to become a better banjo player, I realized it was it was hard for me to accurately recall like whether I feel like I did well on a given night because I feel like we remember the lows much more than we remember the highs. That might not be the case for, for everyone, sure. but that, that's the case for me. And I think that's the case for a lot of driven people who are really critical. And so I keep this journal and it really helps me to go back and it's it's simple. It's, it's nothing crazy. You know, I just write down a, a, a paragraph or a page of thoughts about why a performance went well or a practice session. And I try to take away the things that are important from that and build them more regularly into my regimen. And as I was kind of getting to this point where, you know, in the early part of my arc with music, it's just passion. You know, you, you play for eight hours a day because y you don't know that you could even do anything else. Like there's just nothing that you, that even occurs to you that you would be doing. Well, then you grow up and, you know, you start to have a life and there are other priorities and time is a little bit more scarce. And practicing had to become a little bit more focused for me. And there are different elements of practicing, you know, whether you're working on a new technique or whether you're working on a new song, trying to write something. And then there's the meat of practice for me these days, which like I, I think I mentioned earlier, if I'm doing it well, it should be like a meditation. It should be all about simulating that zone that you want to get in on stage. And the phrase that I always write is memorize the feeling. You know, if you're in a mm -hmm. zone that you feel like is the zone that you want to be in you're centered you, you need to memorize that feeling you need to log as much time in that zone as you possibly can and again if that's the zone you want to conjure up on stage well stage isn't the only place that you can enter that zone you in fact need to practice entering that zone as much as you can and i think if you're doing it well on stage it's not about all that that sort of stimuli that's all around you you're actually really connected inward so you can be in your living room you know you could be in your backyard you could be out on a camping trip or you could be you know in the green room getting ready or on stage i want there to be a consistency between the energy that i'm cultivating in those different spaces and that's to me that that was a, a revelation for me because i always thought oh well when i get on stage it's going to be this different feeling but it's not like that and mm -hmm finding that zone because if you can't find it off stage why would you expect that you can find it on stage mm, you know yeah. and and what? and this doesn't just okay. relate to performing you know i think if any of us have you know anything that we're trying to do to make our uh, yep. make make ourselves feel just more peaceful and settled in our life we shouldn't expect that there's some magic place that we're going to enter when the witching hour comes you know, you, <laughs> you gotta you gotta seek seek that Work out exactly and figure yeah. out that you are you it's all right here it's all in here and so i can cultivate and take that energy the direction that i want to go no matter where i am no matter what time of day it is and 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 that's what i always say when i'm when I'm trying to work my way into that zone, I want to memorize the feeling that I'm creating there. And then the more time that I can log in that zone, the more easily and, um, you know, accessible 
that zone becomes, the more easily I can access that right. zone. So for me, that was that was a big one. And again, it's it's not something that once I figured it out, I was like, all right, I got this next next topic. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> aced it. I'm done. It's when you realize something like that, that's the beginning of a journey, and that's right. where the practice comes in. And 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 you know, that sort of leads to another big point, which is it's always going to be a journey. There is no ultimate destination. Another really really tough lesson that I think. For me, you know, it, it just kind of just gets easier as I get a little bit older. But, you know, you have these you have these these moments where you realize something and, and, and that may be a, a more universal thought, like memorize the feeling or maybe something that's more personal to you. But those moments are the start of a journey. They're not the end right. of a journey. They're not the arrival at a destination. They're just a realization that you need to start putting in the time and kind of taking this different angle on, you know, what I keep referencing as practice and, and see where that can take you. Because again, there, there isn't this magic moment. It's, it's just, it's all inside here and it's all, you know, predicated on the direction that we want to take things. We just got to put, put in the time and, and put in the energy. Do you have a mentor that you go to for, you know, whatever, whether it's music or personal life. I do. I have a few different mentors who I really, really look up to. Some are more in the the realm of life in general. But, you know, one mentor who I have in the music world is Ron Block, and he is Alison Krauss's banjo player and um, been a part of Union Station since their inception. And in the banjo world, you know, widely regarded as an absolute boss. I mean, Ron is just incredible. His playing is second to none, but he is such a thoughtful guy. And I got to know him, I don't know, probably 10 years or so ago now and would visit with him some at his house when we both lived in Nashville. But I speak with Ron on the phone once every six months or maybe it's once a year. And to hear someone who is so talented and so revered as a musician talk about going through the same struggles that I go through. That was the moment that I realized because I, I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, like I, I'm, I'm in a rut here. You know, does, does Bela Fleck have to work on mm. these tedious technical things? And again, you trick yourself into thinking that you're different than anyone else or that these yeah. other people are more talented than you are. And the comparison machine gets going, judgment takes over, and we completely remove ourselves from this exercise of staying present, right? And everyone does that in, in, right. in all different areas of our life. Now, when it comes to music, it was speaking with Ron and hearing him talk about overcoming his performance anxiety with Union Station and you know, with music, the the killer, one of the things that becomes, you know, really detrimental in acoustic music where, where so much technical proficiency is involved is tension. And tension... What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. 
is like self-doubt lingering in your unconscious. Mm -hmm. You know, tension comes in and there's a story in there somewhere where it started or, or, or what fostered it along the way can be hard to figure out sometimes. But when, when we have tension, we have doubt. And it was through my conversations with Ron and hearing him go through the most rudimentary and basic exercises, like literally exercises, like with his fingers on the instrument, you know, moments before going on stage that I thought, okay, I'm not above this stuff. I'm not necessarily below these guys. Again, I, I just need to figure it out for me. I don't where you, you are, where you where need you to fit. be. Yeah, exactly. You just are figuring it out. Exactly. And so that really opened a huge door for me and ma made me realize, you know, if I'm looking at this whole puzzle and saying, okay, these are things I need to address or boy, I'm, uh, you know, I'm really in a rut and I don't know if taking on these rudimentary things is something that someone else at this level would have to do. It's game over. And so I've, you know, through my conversations with Ron, I've just really realized that, you know, it, it, it's not about comparison. It's all about just striving to get in our own zone because I don't want to sound like anyone else. I really want to sound like me. And when I sound like me and I'm there present, you know, I can do my job a hundred percent and go home perfectly sad, more than perfectly. And really, you know, this can really be a thing that feeds me and feels great. And that's, that's what I want that feeling of performance and music to be. And so, yeah, Ron has been a great musical mentor and, um, you know, I, I've it's just been really lucky to know some excellent people who have have helped me along this journey because seeking help is absolutely an essential piece of the puzzle. You know, we, we can't do this thing alone. Yeah. And no. and incredible when you ask someone for help. You know, they're they're oftentimes so willing to give it either because when they were down and trying to figure things out, there wasn't necessarily help readily available for, for them or, you know, just a more simple human element of sharing the things that you've learned, the information that you've accrued over time is really an important thing. And like in music, I think yeah. it's really important for all of us to teach on some level, you know, and help people yeah. out to figure out the things that we maybe stumbled on for years unnecessarily. And you know what, they're gonna have their own things that they stumbled on for years unnecessarily. I mean, we all go through our own versions of the journey, but sharing information with people who are trying to figure that out, you know, is again, another really, really rewarding part of things. I, I think as, as fans of the music, I know I'm guilty of this is like, going to a show and having the experiences that we have seeing it i think i was under the misconception that players of your level and caliber didn't feel like they needed to progress like like there was like a point where you made it you know i i think i said it to billy strings i was like so do you feel like you need to continue to practice like there's a place you can go to get better and he was like, oh, fuck yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. like, well, I mean, he, he was basically, he's like, I kind of said, I think he was like, he's like, I am not that good. He's all, <laughs> I, I got all that, you know, like, like there. And then he like, what he was like, Sam Bush, he started naming. He's like, I'm young. I have so much to learn. Yeah. And I will never be done learning. But that, that was a <clears throat> misconception that I had. And then, you know, after meeting a bunch of you, 
and speaking with you, I was like, wow, they go through the same shit that I go through in my head with the day to day. Oh yeah. With, yeah with, daily. With doing this or whatever your art, I do art too. Like same thing with my art, that stuff. Like it's a, it's an uphill climb to find that place where you can just express yourself without actually standing there going, well, you did that wrong. <laughs> well, look at that piece right there. Oh, that sounded like shit. What did you say that for? Like that getting past that stuff is, I think that's, well, you said it earlier. The answer to what you're talking about is don't tie mistakes to your identity. That was a huge... Yeah. I mean, we could have ended the podcast with that. <laughs> That's a big deal. I think not... I'll be surprised if, if one person doesn't do that. You know, think about like back to the analogy of the sports. When they're wrapping it up at the end of the night, the newscasters, they're like, oh, you know, so-and-so didn't play. He missed the free throw. So if somebody's looking at that if they happen to be seeing that now they are judging their performance and they're like, Oh shit, I, I was bad that night, oh, wow, yeah. you know? And so separating what you do from who you are seems to be the key. It is. It's a yeah. big key. And again, you know, it's like the big, that, that notion is the beginning. It's the commitment to that and practicing that. And it's so simple. I mean, it, it really is as simple as, catching yourself in the moment and just shifting your brain and moving in another direction. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's what it's all about. And some people are, are able to exert their will in that area more easily than others. But I think a lot of people get daunted because they try to do it and it's really hard and they don't realize that it's practice and then it's going to take time. It's the commitment to it over time. Now, getting back to what you said though, a moment ago about, you know, getting better, I mean, I think the coolest thing about my career, it's really cool to get on stage at Red Rocks, Telluride Bluegrass, Northwest Spring Summit. But the fact that my job is that I got to hang out in my studio and play banjo for three hours this morning and see where that could take me, I mean, what a gift. I mean, to have a lifetime to see where I can take my music mm -hmm is yeah. the gift of gifts you know that's rad yeah. what yeah. a perspective that well i get what he's saying what a it, there's no it's like like the tree like the tree's not like i'm done growing kind of reminds me of your dad yeah aaron's aaron's dad was a producer director writer entertainment and there was not a time where i did not see him behind the computer writing Doing, they're doing just something. we may maybe we went out to eat you know that whatever but he'd mark something in his phone or he'd be talking about a script or he'd be developing something in his head and that right there what you just said the fact that you have your entire life to explore that about yourself is such a gift well, and to not just you but to the world because when you do finally get up on stage all that sure, exploration right. has paid off right. yeah we're getting to actually um, feel that, feel the gravity of that practice and that repetition and that, you know, commitment. And I, let me tell you, I love playing banjo today every bit as much as I did when I started playing. Aww. That's so cool. You know, right that's 20 years ago. And, and, it's, and, and it's not, you know, and again, these things are, like we've been talking about this whole, this whole you know, episode is 
these things are bigger than just music. You know, all these different yes. life lessons that come out of this, they are all a product of sinking all this time and energy into honing my craft. You know, so much bigger than just the notes that I figure out how to play on banjo. I mean, these things have bled so heavily at this point into just my life as a human being and my ability to hopefully find a more centered place when I'm not on stage, when I'm not working on music and just cultivating a meaningful life for myself. And all those times that I got my ass kicked so hard, you know, and getting back up and figuring out what the path forward is. And believe me, I have gotten my ass kicked very hard. And so, so have I'm, I guarantee you all musicians and, and it could be a myriad different things that bring you down you know like i said we we all have our different challenges but taking right. those challenges on with a full open heart and really being committed to overcoming them over the long term these are things that make you a better musician a better person and so better human yeah, yeah. the lessons are are just endless but a lot of them for me come out of this this beautiful reality that i still get to spend all this time playing banjo, working on tracks, working as a producer, working in my studio and seeing how far I can take this art and overcoming all the obstacles that, that come my way, you know, as the journey progresses. Wow. Chris. Well, congrats on that too. We're in the producer's hat as well. Thank you. Yeah, Cause I know like he did the kitchen dwellers yeah. album a couple years ago, which we love those guys. Got to see them. Yeah, they're the best. Kind of meet them for a minute at string summit and, yeah, I mean, you wear many hats. <laughs> and so what about, let's talk about Americana vibes for yeah, a minute. Great. Uh, uh, um, yeah, great. You were, yeah, go just go well, for it. Well, yeah, I, that's our new label that, that we just started. And it all comes back to these these elements of community that we've been talking about. You know, the, the yeah. these different bands and this world of music that has, that has evolved here in recent years. You know, it's very easy to view these other bands as your competition. And in, in some way, they they are. You know, we, we push each other, and there's a very healthy aspect to that. And and we're all out there trying to capture people's attention and, and sell tickets and make a living. But there's sure. a, a lot of that to go around these days. And I think that the reality is that all these different bands that are in our world, we are better off together. And, you know, that great saying, a rising tide lifts all ships, you know, when we when we start to work together and put our energy into not only furthering our own career, but shining a light on some of the great efforts and accomplishments of the different bands around us, really good things happen. And that cross-pollination is is always positive. I mean, it just it just is. And so that's kind of the spirit of Americana Vibes. And we are just bringing on different bands that are in and around our world and we're just getting started and it's also a platform to put out a lot of the the uh the projects that we do as solo artists because the five of us in the string dusters we just we never stop <laughs> for better yeah. for yeah, better we know for by your playing that's we can tell <laughs> for better or worse and i love my bandmates and i'm so grateful to have connected with those guys and i know like you guys were mentioning having such a great experience with andy who is one of my yeah. one of my best friends Amazing. and someone who i really really look up to and respect and someone who you know is always a a great sounding board on all of these things because you know while neither of us envisions ourselves someone who is 
like a teacher per se. You know, I, I think we, we both feel like we're still very much students, but you know, it is important to share your experiences with people and sure. and not necessarily. And again, this is why I stress this idea of the journey and the practice, because it, it's not like I've figured out some profound thing and arrived at some profound place. It's it's really just taking on the challenges that are in front of me and realizing that it will always be a work in progress. And Andy's been a great person to connect with on ideas like that as as have all of my bandmates you know we all bring different strengths to the table and they're all just fierce artists in their own right so you know it was an interesting thing in the pandemic i think a lot of bands kind of shut it down and took a break and here come the string dusters with like one solo album after the next just christmas album yeah exactly exactly <laughs> you with trans banjo exactly. and, and andy you know jeremy's been releasing a bunch of tracks andy falco has a new record coming out andy hall put out a solo dober record last year <laughs> travis has got the um travis book happy hour which has just released a lot of audio so you know, we, we're five people who never stop creating, and I think we all feel an amazing gratitude for the synergy of the String Dusters and the way that it satisfies our creative needs. But there are needs that extend beyond that, and there's time that extends beyond that, and we take advantage of that time. So Americana Vibes is a chance to get those efforts working together and cross-pollinating. So hopefully, you know, the goal is just to bring together the community, help us realize that, you know, that, that it's not a competition as much as it's a collaboration these days with all of the new ears and all of the new fans. We're better off together. So we're trying to use some of that platform that we've created as, you know, veterans of the scene and shine a light on some great new bands and just kind That's of beautiful. kind of bring bring That's that world beautiful. together. Well, I know that when we we spoke with Elliot Peck during the pandemic also and she was so stoked to uh, be yeah. signed by you guys and just w like her heart was so full about it because she has such a looks up to you guys the five of you and stuff like that and you know just her wonderful band Midnight North and whatever they're doing so it's great what you're just saying that shining a light with what you've done because you know what I realized um, you know Aaron and I are married here and we're grandparents and just by that title alone you are an elder mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily see myself as that when I look in the mirror I don't necessarily see that and when I think about my life experiences but as I talk to people and I start to share what I know it's not as common as I think and so just by simply speaking and being yourself and having the few years of age that you have behind you everyone is a teacher everyone has to embrace yep. that that yep. title well and the said. fact that you're using your platform to benefit you know the community competition your fellow that's phenomenal well, it's like a huge what you guys pie. yeah what you guys are doing and what you're doing is amazing that's yeah. it's you. great no thank you guys yeah. so much i think that's yeah, so man. true i think sharing whatever information you have whether you're an elder or whether you're a youngster you know sharing these experiences that we have i think we we all take on life <clears throat> in this way where it's so easy to just kind of go inward and so much is perceived and understood yes. through these these filters and of course all this programming from this crazy world that we live in that's just getting crazier by the day right 
But, <laughs> right. but so many people out there are having similar experiences and do strive, yeah. do strive to have a, a positive and peaceful life and connecting with other people, whoever they are, but especially elders and people who have, who have been down these roads and essentially learned from experience because that's, as we all know, that's where the real learning is at. And, you know, experience plus self-awareness leads to some really valuable information. And and I think, yeah, Americana Vibes is a chance to pass that on. And, you know, mentoring and producing young bands is, is just, you know, for me, that opportunity is all about looking back at early records that the Dusters did and thinking, you know, if I had someone who really supported me and 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 had all this experience under their belt you know imagine if they had come in and and shared these nuggets of information with me of course again it's just going to be dropping that intel and starting a journey for someone off in a new direction but but how important and how essential to to pass on information you know on the one side of it musical again this whole amazing oral tradition and all the things that we learn but then on the other side of it the career and the community and the the inevitability that if we help each other out we will all reach more fans and this music will have you know an even more important legacy if we cooperate over time and i love that and i'm just really into that we have so many great people who are a part of our world and americana vibes is just one more chance to kind of go down that road together that's you know what's i want to just add this one little thing because there was another interview that we did not too long ago with a gentleman um named kwabi and he um has this thing called the peace bus and he found himself in graduate school um just kind of unhappy and not knowing not having a direction he wasn't happy with what he was doing and he reached out to a men, um, a mentor that's why I asked you about your mentor also um, and it was a, a previous teacher of his and it was just a simple question that he posed to Kwabi that completely changed the course of his life that created the peace bus and now Kwabi is doing this incredible um peace work with helping children and stepped helping homeless up, people helping homeless helping just helping yeah. period there's there's really no cap and it came from one one question. one question and that his trajectory was completely different from from what he's doing now but what you were saying is like helping what you're doing you're helping maybe one two three four five bands but these bands are up in front of thousands of people and that spreads out like that mycelium exactly and just to be a part of that is so cool it is the coolest thing yeah, you guys, man, you guys know where that peace bus is at now. I, I want to get on that thing. That sound, dude. <laughs> okay, so if you if you go to no, okay, so Quabi is um based out of Seattle. Tacoma. This yeah, Tacoma, Tacoma. Oh, I'm sorry, Seattle, yeah, Tacoma, right? yeah, Washington. This um August, he is driving across country with books that are donated. So if you would like to, that'd be freaking great. <laughs> we'll we'll send you the info, but. It's a certain books about peace and he's donating them to the youth across the country and he's going to try to get to talk to Biden. President Biden to talk about education and children peace. and peace, peace. Yeah. and bringing up these incredible conversations that need to be had and so he's just this guy's amazing it reminds what me he's done. it reminds me of you know hearing this idea of coming into alignment after the realization that doing good things for other people 
can be such an important and powerful force. There's a, a, yeah. a writer, speaker, and coach. His name is Jim Lair, and his last name is like L-O-E-H-R. And he is a very famous coach to famous athletes. Um, and, and sort of his biggest story that he always tells is uh, the speed skater Dan Jansen who was like the most famous American speed skater and he was just like you know the guy but he never won when it got to the big race at the Olympics until this element of his personal life came into alignment and this connection with doing good so simple and 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 how that can start to push us in a new direction again where we realize that our self is not so deeply tied to how well we perform. That's, yeah. that's, that's the trap of being, you know, it, 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 having a one track mind and only doing this one thing and trying to excel at all costs. And then when you pull back from that, and again, a lot of this just happens naturally, I think when you start to get a little bit older, but if we can find things that fulfill us and we can touch other people and you know for me that includes things that have nothing to do with music but just doing good and and giving of ourselves and finding something deeper that we can associate our our ourself with or not associate ourselves with realize that we are free from those associations that we can take this thing in any direction that we want to go but you know the story goes you know as as this famous speed skater dan jansen sort of started to figure these things out he finally won gold at the olympics and there are endless stories like this and um i recently read Andre Agassi's autobiography called Open, which is a tremendous book that I can't recommend highly enough. Same exact thing. He was okay. like this, this prodigy, and he had all the talent in the world, so precocious. But he had this amazing second act to his career. Everyone thought he was done. The people who he came, who he came up with through the ranks were done. And he had this amazing second act where he won, you know, I think most of his Grand Slams, where his personal life just came into focus and it was just became less about this drive less about accomplishment and less about the association of self with success in our chosen pursuits and it's hard you know for some people they trying to figure out how to simulate that energy and generate that can be really tricky but i'm gonna see if i can get mm -hmm. on i'm gonna see if i can see where the peace bus is at and see if i can get <laughs> get a get Heck a piece yeah. of that action because that sounds like it's it's heading down that road and uh, it's right it's up your cool. alley it I'm really just, is i'm glad you just brought up andre agassi's book too because i was wondering about it. I, I i was interested in it because we grew up in vegas i went i went to junior high high school knew andre agassi all the way through junior high everything for i remember when he was two years behind me in school and I was always friends with him and his sister, who was in the same grade as me. And, and he used to get picked on so much. Really? As being like a tennis kid and everything and stuff. And it was just great. And he did. And a lot of it was influenced. Well, you've read the book. That's why I'm interested. I know quite a bit about him, but not, not oh, everything. Oh, it's such like, a good like read. The, the, and, and it, the foundations he set up and the, everything. And the way his exactly. career took when he That's had it. that. Like, no, like. And when he had the hair and the persona and the and the Sony Rebel camera, was like that whole thing that was pushed down his throat, and he got so lost during exactly. that. Exactly, and and then turned it around. And that was and, and that was that phase of his career where everything about his identity was wrapped up in how he performed on the tennis court. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when he started to move away from that, 
And that doesn't happen by accident. You know, you, you have to foster that in your life and you have to figure out what those things that are fulfilling sure. for you are. But oftentimes mm -hmm. it's very simple. It's just giving of ourselves, helping other people. I mean, it, it's really... Pulling weeds in your garden. I mean, even even <laughs> even going out and pulling Whatever. some weeds can, can, can yeah. help bring me back to center and make me realize that... Okay, here I am. It's just me and this little weed that's sitting in front of me. You know, what else matters right, right now? Is anyone else out there thinking about how I performed last night? No. You know? <laughs> do, do, do people think about me 1% as much as I think about myself? No. Another really crucial oh. realization along the way. You know, we have yeah. this tendency to put this outsized you know, kind of importance on what people think about us, but guess what? They're not thinking about you. They're not, you know, no. and no. They're, they're making coffee and like, well, yeah, you know. especially in the world we live in, it's like, it's like, oh, a squirrel, a squirrel, it's shiny. Everybody is so distracted by the next thing. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. But Very but when true. you're in that moment with them and you're on stage and they're in the audience, what do they want from you? They just want your best. They want you to be good. They want you to succeed. I mean, do, yeah, do, yeah we're pulling exactly. for you. Exactly. And, and, and to get on stage and feel like these scrutinizing eyes are judging you, you know, that that's uh, easy uh. to do. But what's the reality? I mean, in our world, you know, you guys have experienced Horning's hideout, you know, at, at peak string summit. People want to love you. They want you to do well. And yes. how do we tune into that energy? How do we tune into that reality that other people are on our side? I think when we put ourselves in a position where we get on their side, and that's that thing about mm. helping other people and realizing that you can just take a minute wow. out of your day and, and do some good. And if you figure out what those meaningful things are and you start to give of yourself and try to foster the best in other people it helps to connect you with the reality that they want to do the same for you even if they're just some stranger standing in the audience and that's something yeah. that we get distracted from you know our egos come into play and our desire to be good and all these things that like i say they can be important and they get you to a certain phase but ultimately connecting with what's inside of ourselves most deeply does not come from a furious desire to be great at something. It actually comes from, you know, this idea of zooming out and realizing that it's really just all about the moment. And that's that's been a great thing for me too in recent years is taking some time away from music and just trying to do some good things that feed me. I mean, tell me a time when you've come back from an activity like that and you haven't felt your energy lift. Oh, you know, yeah, it's yeah, just totally. it's, an, for sure. it's an automatic thing. And for me, it has everything to do with realizing that, yeah, I want the best for other people just like they want the best for me. So how do we stay tuned in and most deeply connected with that reality that our egos and our self filter can so easily connect or disconnect us from is we right. go out and we, we seek out being on the other end of that equation and i think that that that's just one more piece to this kind of unending puzzle of how can we bring our best to the table it, it all of it is an unending that's puzzle, right. and that's the fun of being alive that's right. and so check this out we're doing um we're doing a ticket giveaway for your tuesday show all right. at hornings okay so I'm, I'm we're putting an easter egg in in the in the episode um so you talked about books okay mm -hmm. so when you were a kid 
What was your favorite children's book? Shel Silverstein, The Giving Tree. Oh, oh. Awesome. All right. <laughs> okay, cool. So when, when the pandemic very first started, one of the first things that we did, we, we were freaking out. We were like, we're a live music podcast. We're done. <laughs> like, what, what do we do? But one of the things that we did is Mel and I were doing story time on Instagram every night. We were awesome. reading everybody a book every night before bed. <laughs> and it was really cute. Yeah, and then I'd do a weed review on my phone <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Apple. <laughs> and well, uh, and totally did, separate activity. Yeah, well, and I did meditations with Mel. That was a cool thing yeah, that we did we too. Did we all it. had like a little side hustle that we were doing. But the Shel Silverstein books are the most fun. oh he's the best yeah. he's so he cool he is the man yeah i should revisit that i i'm a big reader and i i love to settle in with a with a great book but i haven't read those books in forever i just remember i'll never forget that the giving tree has a green dust jacket and yep. that was always like the first thing that you saw when you walked into my room as a kid and I, my parents read me that book a million times Aww. and you know the lessons of how cool that not only were those books so deep with creativity but also just you know awesome lessons that connect to everything that we're saying today no doubt totally yep. totally, totally 100%. Does. um i love to read too i'm gonna i'll send you my number man I, i'd love to Please. share books with that'd you. be great i, I yeah. would love that yeah all right Chris, wow! Thank you for your time. Thank you brother. guys. I, I enjoyed this from the heart, so much. man. Thank you. Yeah. I yeah. feel lifted after That's this, awesome. Chris. Thank you so You're much. Like it really, you really opened my my heart eyes. So well, much. That's what it's all about. And I about. appreciate that's that. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, you yeah. guys keep me posted on when this episode drops, and I can make sure to. It it's going to come out day after tomorrow. Okay. Great. I'm going to drop it because because of the giveaway. So the, yeah, the giveaway. We're going to be tomorrow. seeing you in nine days. Great. I was yeah, excited to see you guys before this. I'm man. <laughs> I wish I could just go to sleep till next Tuesday. <laughs> and I, well, I just want to say one last thing because one of the reasons that um, I love podcasting in this form is because we actually get to talk to the musicians as people, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah. we really got to learn a lot about you and what I found after lots of talks was I'm like rooting for the person as an individual for you know? sure and that is exactly how you made me feel like, like I'm so grateful for the time that you gave us today I'm so grateful that you've shared your lessons and I know that after listening that our listeners are going to really just root for you as a human being. So thank you for sharing yourself today. I really appreciate well, it. I really Chris. appreciate you guys saying that. And this has been a joy. Yeah. Keep me posted and I'll help you guys get the word yeah. out. And then let's, let's hug at Horning's hideout. I insist. Heck yeah. Yes. You yes. Got awesome. We'll see All right, guys. I'll send you my number. Thank you, Chris. Take care, brother.
that was I, that was amazing. That was my favorite. That's my new favorite. <laughs> That's my new favorite. He just mesmerized me from the beginning. I, I feel. Yeah, go, go to the bathroom. I feel like now. I had whiplash. What? What? I mean, so unassuming, and so I I just didn't know what to expect. But I'm so glad that we listened to um, inside the musician inside brain. the musician's brain right before this. Like I'm so glad that we did because it gave me. I don't know. It just it it set me in a certain position to really hear what to he had to say. What yeah, was about to go down. Yes. Well, that those a conversation like that is less a conversation and more of a transmission, and like that sure. is the thing that happens at shows. A good show is less a show and more of a transmission, and I think that speaks to what he was talking about about like being cultivating an attitude where you're finding that space all the time so yeah before you even get before you even get so he's in that transmission zone all the time and and i just learned a lot about doing what we do and i even said it before we talked to him when we were listening to his podcast i was like listening to the show is probably good for me just for our show absolutely i feel like that too i really feel like that after listening to him it just, he just brought up so many points about the practice and he said it multiple times practice. and it wasn't like he was shoving anything down our throat. It was just so much part of why he is who he is. Mm. And to me, I, you know, like having a routine, we were just talking about it in the shower too. Like when your routine is kind of off and you just, it just kind of throws you off. But when you dedicate your time to practicing whatever it is, you can't be thrown off. It gives you that confidence that he was talking about. Or if you do get out of your groove, it's easy to get right back yeah. into it because you it's a groove. Set yes. that mind. Yeah. Thing about the thing I love the most too is that he definitely I mean, from the very get go and stuff. Every interview we've done through COVID and stuff, everybody's had a little bit more of a struggle. He said it was a struggle, but damn it, Chris, you like thrived. Congratulations. Yeah. You like thrived through this. He took so many lessons and learned so many things and passed things on. And what he, he just didn't passed let that on time to sit. us. No, this time he really used it to every advantage possible. I. That's. String dusters are my new favorite. <laughs> yep. All right. And it just it really did. I'm glad you brought up the whole Andy thing when because it it's had a very similar vibe well, as far as like the effect cuz well, I remember yes. when we were yeah. sitting there we were like holy effing s. Well, how are you that like, put together at the third day at a music festival? Your hair he, not a hair dude, out of place. He was, he was handsome, smelled yeah. good, yeah. walked in and with that's a not presence. that we're used to either like that that growing up with you know Van Halen, ACDC, whoever, the millions oh, of bands like those we rockers, to, they're just There was a huge separation of security between you and them. There was a meet and greet where they signed an autograph, whatever. That that whole thing, it just when I finally spoke there after digesting it, it just reminded that's what Hornings was. I mean, everybody 
As soon as they got done with the performance, they were off the stage and out in the crowd seeking out their friends and other musicians, hanging out with fans. I mean, every single musician was in the crowd. Yeah, like Raina Mullen just out. walking hanging with, out us with us through the crowd, yeah. checking things out. That's and like, and unheard of. Chris and Annie String Dusters, I mean, they're, they're, they're big time. They won a yeah. Grammy. They've done, the, you know, and they're the most thoughtful, humble, just wonderfully kind people that there are out there. That entire community, that band, and it's just amazing. Yep. I can't wait to get back. So can't yeah. wait to get back to getting back. Everybody, I hope you found the Easter egg. And um, what you do is go to Instagram, follow No Simple Road, follow Northwest String Summit, and then send me a DM with what the answer to the Easter egg was. And then we're gonna randomly Assign pick numbers. two winners. Um, there you will win a pod pass to come dance in our pod with us. Yeah. So you'll come, come to the show, the show with no simple road. So Woo. yeah, let's do this. Let's get back to getting back. Like Apple said, Heck yeah. with the infamous string dusters and yonder mountain string band. Oh my God. Oh, and then one week later, green sky, bluegrass. <laughs> it's I'm okay. What I'm, about you? Relax. We're getting welcomed back with Americana, bluegrass, feel good. You know what? Love. That's honestly, that's the best way to do it with Americana. Like our country spirit is really, I want to say weak, but it's, it's hurting. It's not weak. It's, it's, yeah, it's hurting it, it's right now. It's convoluted too. Yeah. It's, it's not weak. There's a lot, that can mean a lot of things yeah. right now. Yeah. But, but coming back to Americana right now, like in, a, in the positive way, that's that right there is a blessing. That's root. what this country well, stands for. To yes, me. Yeah. root the exactly. giving tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all these things, yep. there seems to be a there's a thread. Theme. There's yeah. a thread. All right, so, we love you guys. We love you. Love one another. Send me the DM. You you know what the answer is. Be kind. Practice. Practice makes perfect. Plus repetition equals confidence. Safety third. Hydrate smile at a stranger we'll be back next week with more stuff and things darwin says he loves you and that he wishes you would mail him ham bones no don't do it don't do that don't (laughs) don't listen to darwin we'll see you next week we love you guys
Hey listeners, I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. 